We're glad you're listening to Rhema for Today. See, we ought to be concerned about everybody that's preaching the, the new birth. We may not agree on every other thing, but one thing about it, glory to God, that's the main thing. As the little boy said, that's the mainest. That's the main thing. Jesus Christ said himself that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Didn't say he'd come to start an argument between churches. Came to seek to save that which is lost. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on Praying with All Kinds of Prayer series, Volume 3, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Thanks, Lord, therefore, first of all. We always get in trouble when we don't put first things first. Amen? First of all, first of all. Paul, I believe, is writing by the Holy Ghost, inspired by the Holy Ghost to Timothy, who is a pastor at this time. He wants Timothy to pass that message on to the congregation that the Holy Ghost is exhorting that first of all, I mean, before you pray for your own folks, before you pray for your children, before you pray for anything, do this. And you can be sure of one thing, you're scripturally correct. If we had learned to put first things first, how different life could be for us. In our spiritual life, so many times people blame God for failures. We wonder why certain things don't go right, when really it's us that's missing it because we're not doing what the Word said. We're not putting first things first. As you use the thing, people put themselves first. You know, like we say sometimes, they're like the old farmer that always prayed, God bless me and my wife, my son John and his wife, us four no more. <laughs> now, we may not use those words just like that, but when you, when you analyze it and sum it up, that's about the essence of our praying. But the Bible doesn't teach us to put ourselves first. The Bible teaches us to put others first. Many times... Prayers are not answered for yourselves because you're putting yourself first. Amen? I remember uh, I was holding a meeting one time in a four-square church. And uh, one night, uh, just a spirit of prayer fell on us. You know, I didn't even have to ask people to pray. I mean, just without saying anything. You know what I mean? Just uh, just everybody got on their knees. You look by, I've had that to happen a few times. I never know when it's going to happen, but it would happen once in a while. I mean, you go along five, six, seven years, never happen. And then it would happen. I, I mean, I mean everybody. Just like everybody, like you told them to. And yet nobody said anything publicly except the Holy Ghost motivated. Everybody hit the floor. You know what I mean by hit the floor? Got off the pew and got on their knees. Or, and there's an altar bench down here. Or come down around the front and knelt. You know, you look back across there, you know, and there's nobody sitting on the pew. Everybody's on the floor. On their knees. 
And so, uh, I mean, you know, right in the middle of my sermon. Never did even get to finish that one. Sometimes God wants to move, he can. He don't have to ask you. But you want to be, you want to be sensitive enough to go with it. So I just stepped down off the platform and knelt down there myself and prayed. And we all prayed for some time, just a real spirit of prayer. When, at a time like that, a spirit of prayer there where you pray 45 minutes, you think, well, I must have been prayed 5, 10 minutes. Could bound to have been at least 10 minutes. Open your eyes and look at your watch and you think, dear Lord, something happened to it. Started running fast here. Because <laughs> it just went like that. You get in the spirit, there's no such thing as time. You think God's bothered with time? He's a spirit. No, there's no such thing as time. And so you're over in the spirit in a measure in prayer, you see, and that's the reason time will fly. And, and so uh, while I'm praying there, though, uh, the Lord said something to me. And I got up and I said this to him because, see, now they, had, they was in this nice church building. It had been, they'd been in it for 15 years. And it had a balcony in it. They never had had anybody in the balcony. Until finally they just stored stuff up there. Never turned any lights on up there. Nothing, you know. The balcony sort of up over the foyer of the church, you know. So, you know, I mean, if you didn't happen to look back, you would know it was up there. And, of course, no lights ever on. It's dark. But they never had anybody in the balcony. And they just stored stuff up there. Uh, and uh, the main floor was... Some, some nights, not, not all the time, but during the revival I was there, was what we call comfortably full. You could squeeze people up probably. But uh, the Lord said to me, and, and, I, and I just said it to him, I saw it, literally saw this. I saw people park their car on the street because they had a parking lot, but then they could also park on the streets on one side of it. You couldn't park on both sides of the street. And, and uh, so... Uh, I saw people uh, run. I saw a fellow run, and, 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 and he jumped out of his car and left the car running the door open to get in the church door. And I wondered what he was doing. And then I heard these words spoken to me by the Holy Ghost, said, you tell these folks that if they'll do just what I said to do, put first things first, that I'll bless them, and they'll fill up this church, balcony too, and people will run to get in. But tell them that it'll come this way by putting first things first. First of all, before they ever pray for them, now this is a four square church. Two blocks down the street was an Assembly of God church. It said pray for the Assembly of God church first before you ever pray for your church. Pray that they'll be blessed. Pray that a move of God and a revival will come there. And every other church in town that you know of that believes in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, see, without shed blood, no remission of sin. And in the new birth, and see, a lot of them, you know, he's praying for them, they're going to have any move of the Spirit. They don't, they don't even know God. They're just going through farms of religion. Those that you know about, pray for them first before you ever pray for your own church. Pray for those churches. And then pray for the missionaries that you know of. Some they knew of. They had pictures of them out on a bulletin board. 
pray always in all your prayers, that is concerning the church and church work, do that always first. I told him that, see. Well, a little over a year later, less than two years, I guess about 20 months later, we were holding a meeting in a adjoining town or really city, I guess it's 40,000, 50,000 people there. And, and so my wife said, you know, honey, said, I believe when we were over yonder last year, about 20 minutes before, one of the ladies in the that church over there had a had a beauty salon and, and she'd go there and get her hair fixed. said, I believe I'll call. It's not too far over there, a few miles, because actually her beauty shop was uh, over several miles out of that town toward this other town. See what I mean? I believe I'll call and see if I can get an, she worked me in. So she called and she could. And so my wife went. Well, I carried it. She didn't drive at that time. And then I went back to get her. And so she was telling me when she got in the car, I could see she was really a lady. She said that lady told her, said, last Sunday, Brother Higgins' prophecy came to pass. Last Sunday, for the first time, we filled up our church. And you could see people get out running to get in. But we did, she said, put it this way, said, we work religiously. Now, I'm sure all of them didn't, but a goodly number of them did. We work religiously. Before we'd ever prayed, God bless the four square church, we'd prayed God would bless the Assembly of God church right down two blocks from them. We'd put them first. We'd pray for other churches we know about in town that believed in the new birth and the blood of Jesus, that they would be blessed, that they'd have a revival, that their church would fill up, We'd pray for the missionaries. And then we'd give ourselves over to interceding for the lost here in our own place. Glory to God. I'll tell you some of the greatest things would happen to folks who just put first things first. Amen? Sure, absolutely, absolutely. See, we ought to be concerned about everybody that's preaching the, the new birth. We may not agree on every other thing, but one thing about it, glory to God, that's the main thing. As the little boy said, that's the mainest. That's the main thing. Jesus Christ said himself that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Didn't say it comes to start an argument between churches. Came to seek and to save that which is lost. That ought to be foremost in the minds of everybody. Amen. Amen. And so here, pray for kings and all the authority. Well, we don't have kings today that heads up nations. We have prime ministers and presidents, our leaders. Pray for those that are in authority from the national level right on down. It didn't just say pray for them in your own country. Now, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm thoroughly convinced myself beyond all shadow of a doubt. Not even a shadow of doubt with me. That when we began to pray, we started changing things. And you know, some of you folks were, were uh, you students weren't, but uh, there are some of our workers and so on that was here. Several years ago, about five, six years ago, and seven years ago, for a couple of years almost, I had to conduct a weekly prayer meeting here. We called it prayer meeting. We didn't call it an accessory prayer meeting. No, that'd be unscriptural. Because we're going to pray whichever way the Lord leads us. You can't just say, well, we're going to have a supplication prayer meeting. You ever hear anybody say that? No. Well, it'd be just as scriptural to say that as it would be to say we're going to have an intercessor prayer meeting, wouldn't it? I said, wouldn't it? 
No, we just, I, I, I keep emphasizing, I said it's simply a prayer meeting. That means we meet to pray. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the book from Kenneth Hagan entitled The Untapped Power of Praise. Also from Lynette Hagan, the CD Fuel Your Passion for God. There's a special bonus, the two-CD set from Kenneth Hagan, Staying Positive in a Negative World for Free. All this for the special price of $19. That's $13.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And you know, I want to say, uh, would you like to join us in prayer for our nation? Our nation needs a lot of prayer, and prayer does change, change things. things. That's right. And the Word of God says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will heal their land. And our land needs a lot, a lot of, of healing. healing. Yes. So I just encourage you to join with us here at Rama, here at Kenneth Hagin Ministries, in praying for our nation. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagin's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.